Hello and welcome back to another great episode of My Mom Thinks You're Dumb. Today, for the listening audience, I will be playing the role of the buffoon. I'm a big fan of history, but nothing makes history professors more upset than when you make mistakes about history. I hope you enjoy. imagine if if i were a triplet i don't know if the world could handle that much handsome so i took algebra one in eighth grade and didn't do well a little and bit so, of a self-brag there you, you were on no, no. A, a higher track okay well yeah and i sucked i, I was terrible at it so okay um so i decided i would take it again in ninth grade um, <laughs> wait you decided well, yeah. School, I mean, I the, had school, the, the school system didn't. No, I mean, because technically I passed. Okay. But so I had the cho- I had the chance to make my own schedule. So I decided I wanted to take it again because I felt like I really didn't understand it. And in ninth grade, I did I did really well. So I I think it was like a brain maturity thing. Like I just didn't the numbers didn't make sense to me. Well, there was a guy in my class. So I'm a freshman. And there's a guy in my class who's a senior, and he's taking algebra one. Uh, and he's got, he's got to pass it to graduate. Like he has to pass. Yeah. And, uh, so we come down to the final exam and he, he knows that, uh, that I'm a pretty smart guy and that I'm doing well in the class. And so he comes up to me and this was all on Scantron. So the exam was on Scantron and he offered me a hundred dollars. This is 1996. Okay. It's a lot of money in 1996. He offered me a hundred dollars for me to uh, write his name on my Scantron, and then he'd write my name on his Scantron, so that because he presumed that I was going to get an A on the exam, and then he'd pass the class. Yeah, yeah. What 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 um, what what were you thinking? What was he going to pull on that on that test? I mean, I was thinking probably a, a D at the most. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would that have hurt your overall average or? Well, I think I still would have made an A in the class. I had done the math and I could make a zero on the exam and still make an A in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, did but, he show I mean, you the, did he show you the hundred dollars? Yeah. That, I mean, he, would, had, he had, he oh, okay. had, okay. That would be a lot more tempting. Yeah. yeah he was just like, some he was promise like, of a hundred dollars. Right. And uh, I turned him down. And uh, he was not, he was not happy with me. He was very unhappy with me. Yeah. He's a senior. You're a freshman. Right. Like, so I was supposed to do what he said, but I, but I didn't, I was like, no, I, I can't do that. Um, and then he made fun of what I was wearing. Uh, it was like, it was like this rainbow colored button down shirt, which I was actually really proud of. Um, and Wait, why were you wearing that? I mean, it, it was like, cause it was, I only had four shirts my freshman year of college of uh, of uh, high school, so we didn't have uniforms yet. We got uniforms the next year, 
so the previous year when my freshman year we just wore whatever we wanted to like there were certain guidelines we wear whatever we wanted to so I wore jeans and a button-down shirt every single day and I only had four shirts so by Friday uh, I had to be wearing one of the one of the shirts again thankfully for Christmas that year I got I got two more shirts so I didn't have to recycle one throughout the week but I had this one shirt it was it was mostly green but it also had yellow red and orange stripes and I loved it thought it was the coolest shirt and he like he kind of ripped into me about it um I mean it hurt my feelings but uh I mean he ended up going to summer school and graduating from what I from what I heard he failed he didn't oh, yeah. fail yeah for sure and you're saying you could have made a zero and still yeah. had an A yes so why didn't you do it uh I mean just like, think of how many shirts you could have bought with a hundred dollars in 1996, I probably could have bought quite a few shirts. Um, you know, I don't think I, I don't, I, I won't, I won't try to be like, uh, like, I won't try to say something heroic. Like I had some sort of fully developed sense of ethics or something. No, you didn't. I was just scared to death of getting caught. Hey, if you've got a product or a business and you like this show, come being part of our team. Contact us at momthinksyou'redumb at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you. All right, so what do you have from history in the 1920s? There's a lot, man. The 1920s was a pretty pretty significant decade in American history. So like, the most important thing, I guess, that, that you would say historically that happened was women's suffrage just passed. The history of the United States in terms of democracy is like a history of, of minor progressions. So women being able to own property that had pretty much become a universal women uh, having the right to divorce their husband, women having the right to seek security from an abusive spouse that had pretty much become universal. There had been a progressive movement uh, in the decades before the 1920s, but 1920 is when women received the right to vote. That was when they're really suffering. Right. Uh, that's that's not what suffrage means, but yeah, okay. Um, women gain the right to vote. Wait, why is that called suffrage? I don't know why it's called. I don't know the etymology of the word. Just, but suffrage means the right to vote. Suffering, yeah, suffrage. I uh, I have been suffering quite a bit. You see this. Well, this doesn't really play on podcasts, but I've got a huge hole in my leg from uh, the chickens were, uh, we introduced some new chickens to my elderly chickens and um, they were fighting. So I tried to break, break them up and, and get in there. And um, when it did, a piece of like rebar from the fence uh, got loose. So I, I fully understand suffrage. Okay, I, you keep going back to this word, and I don't think I, it doesn't mean. I don't think it means what you think it means. And that wait, that the Nineteenth Amendment, if if I'm correct, that gives uh, that makes alcohol illegal, right? No, that's the Twentieth uh, Amendment. No, sorry, that's the Eighteenth Amendment. Okay, so that's why women were suffering because okay. their only outlet was to you know imbibe with some alcohol when their husband came home and was right. See, you are completely wrong about pretty much all of this. 
uh, because women were the ones that were leading the temperance movement. They were trying to get prohibition passed in the first place. Temperance, trying to get their husband's wild temper under control, right? Well, one of the reasons why uh, women wanted to pursue temperance and prohibition was that uh, men were getting drunk and not providing for the family. And that's actually more of, a, of an 18th century, uh, or sorry, more of a 19th century temperance problem than a 20th century temperance problem. So the 19th century is when this passed. Okay. No. And then today we're in the 20th century. So we're looking at how the 1920s, because I had a history teacher mm -hmm. that told me that people that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it in summer school. Mm. Have you heard that saying before? No, I've not heard that particular saying, no. So I, I made sure to pay attention because I didn't want to go to school in summertime. So I remember a lot about the 19th century, and I think it can bode us well here in this 20th century. Okay, we are not in the 20th century, Bo. Yeah, it's We're 2020. In the 21st. It's We're in the 20... 21st century. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll just ask uh, John Luke Picard over there. <laughs> 21st century. Ridiculous. All right, go ahead. Tell me, tell me more about the future. I'm not, I'm not enjoying this. Okay. Nineteen. You, you live in 2020, right? Yes. And that, what century is that? 21st. All right. And you don't need to ask John Luke Picard about it? No, he was in the 2400s. Right. That's the 25th century. Mm, potato, tomato. Tell me about the 1820s. The 1820s. They started with a boom. Okay, like a literal boom or a literal, like literal boom, provided okay. by a sperm whale. Okay, all right. A sperm whale crashed his head into the Essex. You familiar with the Essex? I mean, it's like a boat. Yeah, it was a whaling ship from uh, Nantucket, and uh, the sperm whale crashed its head right into it. Uh, uh, according to eyewitnesses, eighty-five feet long. And uh, it sank the ship, the whaling ship. Most people lived, um, went through uh, some cannibalism and, and, and things like that to uh, survive and get back to South America. Later, their story became the uh, Herman Melville book, Moby Dick. Okay. And that happened in 1820. Isn't that hilarious? Okay. Isn't that, that the end of the story? Isn't that, no, I mean, there's other stuff. I could I could give you particulars, but I haven't gotten their rights to sell their life on this podcast. So, like? all right, John Quincy Adams. We let's finish with John Quincy. You gotta go. I'm I'm just I'm tired. It's midnight. It's Saturday night. Wait. I have okay, Bo. I have been up since six o'clock this morning. Because you said you were going to be here at 6.30. I thought you went back to sleep. 
I went back to sleep for like 30 minutes. Oh man. I went back to sleep for like three good hours. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you, but I have been up since six. So let's, fin- let's finish up with John Quincy. No, 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 no. I don't want to, I don't want to besmirch the greatest president ever. Tell me about your feelings. Tell me your feelings about John Quincy Adams. I, I think John Quincy Adams, uh, was a weird guy who didn't really know what he was doing. Um, you know, he was trying, he was trying to be like his dad, but, uh, he did not have, uh, he didn't know how to work with Congress. And, uh, from, from everything I've read, he was like, really, he was really like stiff and prudish and didn't know how to have a good time. Well, he was very good at signing treaties with native Americans. Okay. Yeah. I'll give them give, that. Giving them rights, requesting that, you know, their ancestral homes be, you know, given some um, jurisprudence. jurisprudence. Mm-hmm. He did defend uh, the Amistad mm-hmm. uh, mutineers uh, after he was president. And he's actually the only president of the United States to ever return to Congress after his presidency. Then you're still going to bag on him, huh? I mean, he just wasn't the greatest. Well, imagine if you were, you know, when you were deciding between giving John the answers and not giving John the answers? Yes. Imagine you were sent off by your father to be a delegate to the country France at 15 years old and having to, you know, serve our country. Of course, you're going to be a little prudish and a little standoffish. He had no childhood. I mean, I give it. I give you that. Henry Clay should have been president instead of him, though. Wow, the great compromiser. You're a fan, huh? Oh gosh, such a fan. But I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of the historical controversy surrounding uh, Henry Clay as well. I mean, he's a great compromiser because he was a great statesman. But each one of those compromises pushed, uh, you know, the end of slavery further down the road. So. I don't think we can say Henry Clay was a perfect individual and there's plenty to, uh, there's plenty to bag on Henry Clay about too. Is he a better person than Millard Fillmore? I don't know Millard Fillmore personally, so I, I couldn't say. Henry Clay, you do know personally. Well, I mean, you know, he's a vampire. All right. We'll wrap it. See All you right. tomorrow. Hey, well, look, we got to get Doug tomorrow. Uh, okay. Okay.